The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues. And you will be led before governors and kings for my sake, as a witness before them and the pagans. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say. For it will not be you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will hand over brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but whoever endures to the end will be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. Today the church celebrates the memory of St. Stephen the martyr, the first Christian martyr. His feast has long been twinned with the celebration of the Nativity of the Lord, where we celebrate the birth of Christ in time for us and for our salvation. And on the very next day, we celebrate the result of that birth, the birth into glory of the first of the martyrs. And it's a remarkable combination of things, and it's a sobering reminder that one of the reasons one of the colors of Christmas is traditionally red is the blood of the martyrs. And we will consider several martyrs over this, Christia, this Christmas octave as a reminder that the Lord comes not to give us some form of shallow happiness, not some form of superficial peace, but a peace that is the upending of violence and a happiness that is not of this world and not from this world. So we see here in the example of the great deacon and martyr Stephen something very important. As he gives witness to Christ, we hear the echo of the gospel that we read during the day yesterday at Mass. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it, but the implication is the darkness certainly tries. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He came to his own people, but his own people did not recognize him and, in fact, rejected him. This is true of Jesus himself, and it is true of those who follow the Lord. The spirit of the gospel, the spirit of Christianity is opposed to the spirit of the world and is opposed very much by that worldly spirit. Stephen then is this great example of the witness to the truth of Jesus Christ, who is likewise rejected by those that truth seeks to save. And so by his own countrymen, he is dragged out and stoned because of the clarity of his living and the clarity of his witness. And as worldly arguments fail to convince him otherwise, fail to overcome him, in fact, 
fall silent in the end before the truth. The stubbornness of man does what man has always done. If I can't overcome you, I will get rid of you. Rather than change myself, I will eliminate the one who wants me to change. We see this in the story of how Jesus is born and the attempts on his life even as he is an infant. We see this through the ministry of Jesus and we see this across the many centuries since the Lord rose from the dead. The child who is born for us is a danger to the world. The child who is born for us on Christmas Day is a threat to the order of this world. The child who is born on Christmas Day is a threat to the selfishness that lives in our hearts, to the dishonesty that finds a ready home within us, to the ambition, the self-seeking, and the indifference because he has not come to leave us in those things. But the world likes to be left alone. And so then we see in the example of Stephen, the martyr, all of this coming to a head. And even as he is being persecuted and threatened with death, he looks upward toward heaven, sees the heavens opened, because the Lord has come precisely for the opening of heaven. Prior to this moment, heaven has been closed. But the Lord who steps out of heaven newly opens it, not simply for himself, but for us. And looking up into the open heavens, what does he see? He sees a vision of God and a vision of the Son of God, the Word made flesh, standing at the right hand of the glory in heaven. He sees the truth of what it is that we proclaim. The one who is born for us on Christmas Day is indeed a king and more than a king. Is indeed the promised one and more than the people understood the promise to be. Not simply a man of God, but God made man. And who has come not to leave us in this world subject to death, but to rescue us from it. And so it is that Stephen sees and proclaims the truth of who the Lord is. The one who was born on Christmas Day is very God himself. The one who was born on Christmas Day lives still triumphant in heaven, active and mighty. And as he does this, the stones begin to strike his body, and as he falls, he prays for his persecutors, asking that their crime not be held against them. And looking upward, he says, Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit. These words should sound very familiar to us because they are the last words of Jesus on his cross. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And Stephen has long been celebrated as in his dying, giving us a perfect image of Jesus in his self-giving, in his forgiveness, and what it means to live according to his spirit. But the key to understanding this is to recognize Stephen dies in a way that recalls the death of Jesus 
Because Stephen lived a life that recalls the life of Jesus. One doesn't say in great faith at the end of one's life, Father, into your, Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit, unless one had not been commending that spirit all along. And it's important to recognize that. The prayer on Stephen's lips as he died is the prayer according to which he lived. Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit. And consider what that means. Because if we only look at this prayer as being said at the end of life, it is save me, rescue me. But if we say that prayer while we live, it is also shape me, mold me, change me, guide me, lead me, and form me. One can only forgive in the spirit of Jesus if one has already let the Spirit of Jesus claim him. One can only pray in the Spirit of Jesus when one has let the Spirit of Jesus do its work within one's heart and one's mind and one's soul. Note how powerful that is. Stephen endeavored to conform his spirit to that of Jesus Christ. And so it is that the great commandment of Christ, love one another as I have loved you, love even your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, is what he manifests, not simply at the last moment of his life, but all through his life. Coming to know the Lord, coming to believe in the Lord, coming to serve the Lord, he wanted nothing other than to live the Lord to live according to the Lord. But note the other beautiful element of this final prayer of the great martyr. Jesus on the cross says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Stephen changes that slightly. Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit. Recognizing that Jesus Christ is Lord of the living, Lord of the dead, and the one who holds the keys to the finality of our own life. Jesus is decisive. Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit. When we recognize that, we see that even as he expires, due to this horrific act of violence, Stevens is a life that ends in joy. It is the joy of having lived in union with Christ and the joy of moving now into a glory and a goodness that cannot be taken away. What a remarkable gift that is. The very first one born into glory by the shedding of his blood for the name of Jesus. Stephen, the great martyr. Stephen, the first martyr. Stephen, the example according to which all other martyrs are conformed. And how good it is that we can reflect on these things here. Because when we pause and we consider that, we remember that the Lord has come to give himself for us and for our salvation. That the manger in Bethlehem is a step on the way to the cross that saves us. And that it is from the cross that the Lord will rise and ascend into heaven, taking our humanity with him.
Stephen shows us the truth of that. Where the Lord in his humanity has gone before us, we are called and promised to follow. How wondrous it is then that Stephen looks and sees the sacred risen humanity of the Lord standing at the right hand of the Father. And here's the call of that saving and sacred humanity to him. Your place is with me. Come now and join me. Come now and reign with me. The Lord comes not to simply be with us, but in the end to take us with himself to our true home, which is not this earth, to our true home, which is a household in the mansion of his father. And as we reflect on this in this church, what are we about to do? On this altar, we recall what Christ has done for us. And from this altar, Christ, born for us on Christmas Day in Bethlehem, Christ who gave his life on the cross, Christ who rises in glory, comes down off of this altar to give himself to us here in this place. And as we stretch out our hands to receive him, and after we receive him, we go back to our places as we close our eyes and pray for a moment or two. It would not be a bad thing on this day in particular if all of us made Stephen's prayer our own, holding the Lord in our hearts to simply say to him, Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit. That is not simply a prayer to say at the end of life, it is a prayer that shows us the true end, the true goal of life. Lord, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Amen.